This episode of Pod Bless America was recorded on November 22nd, 2021. The woke mob is trying to control what we can say, what we can't say, how we can say it. You can have them take everything away from you that is important to you, and you can sit back and be quiet about it because you're scared, because you're scared that you're going to be labeled something, or you could stand up and you could fight against this woke mob, and you can take this country back, and you can take the things back that are important to this country. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're talking about the woke mob. Woke mob is nightmare stuff for conservatives. It's a nightmare for anybody that they decide to go after, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. I guess that's fair. They will chew you up and spit you out, especially when they're done with you. I guess that's fair. That's fair. So the woke mob is trying to control more than the government. The woke mob is trying to control what we can say, what we can't say, how we can say it, right? And I think that's part of the problem. Conservatives are afraid to speak out against the left because they're going to be labeled a racist. They're going to be labeled an extremist. And as soon as the woke mob gets a hold of that, now they're going to attack you. They're going to attack your job. They're going to attack your livelihood. They're going to attack your family. And they're going to try to cancel everything that you've ever been. Or ever worked for. Or ever worked for, right? And part of the problem is that the people they're going after have careers, Whereas the woke mob, not so much. I think this is a business for them, right? This is what they do. And I wish I had the number. I think it's got to be like a sliver of a small percentage of the people that have the problem with whatever they have the problem with. And then it just gets picked up by the people that that don't want. They're like, I'm with you because I don't want to be against you. Right, right, right. Oh, hey, listen, man, I don't really agree with these guys, but I'm not going to say that, right? Because... I don't want them coming. You also see it in the psyche of people, uh, especially people on other podcasts, when they go to make a statement and then they have to go in front of it and go, well, I'm not saying, don't, 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 you know, misunderstand what I'm trying to say here. And that's also like really putting a crutch on speech itself. 100%. 100%. So the problem is with especially businesses, right? How many times do you see a business who bends to the woke mob, who they stand up for something initially? And then all of a sudden they get the pushback from the left, right? They get the pushback, they get called racist, they get called whatever, and then they change. They change their whole entire position. And I'm not going to call out, I I actually, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you see it so often. But the one I can talk about today is the Wall Street Journal. And the Wall Street Journal was just attacked by the woke mob. Because since 1961, and this is an article that's on Blaze, Blaze News, And since 1961, the Wall Street Journal has been running a pair of editorials. They do it every Thanksgiving, all right, since 1961. The first editorial is called The Desolate Wilderness, and it's a historical account of the Pilgrims' experiences in the year 1620, which were recorded by Nathaniel Morton, keeper of the records of Plymouth Colony, based on the account of William Bradford, sometime governor thereof. All right, so this is the actual experiences of those Pilgrims, 1620. And it tells of the first year of hardship there and everything that they had to go through. The second editorial is called And the Fair Land, and it contrasts those early pilgrim days with the mid-20th century and the prosperous America we all enjoy. Now, they've done this since 1961. So recently, a group of wokesters, I don't know if that's a word. Well, they're kind of like gangsters, so like, let's call them wokesters, right? All right, they're wokesters. What's up, They're a small few trying to influence a lot. Wicked, wicked wokester. (laughs) All right. So they're wokesters. The quote here in the article is, the woke crowd sees much of American history as a racist project that should be erased. 
So, of course, what's the first thing that wokesters are going to do? How are you going to have the most effect in this world? Change.org. Right? So they started a petition. It says to end Thanksgiving insult to Native Americans. It has more than 50,000 signatures. And you would think now at this point, when they have the petition going, and it's, it's starting to take off on Twitter and, and whatever, that the Wall Street Journal would be like, oh, God, we don't need this hassle. You know what? Just shit can the editorials. This isn't worth it. But that's not what the Wall Street Journal did. The Wall Street Journal told the wokesters basically to fuck off. Told them that they're not changing anything that they can appreciate. Let me, let me find their, uh, what they said here. Uh, they said in uh, the journal's editorial board wrote that critics are welcome to make their case, but we won't bend to political demands for censorship. We are going to run the editorials as usual this week. This is amazing to me. This is a big company. Uh, this is a big company that is basically telling the woke mob, look, we've had enough. We're not doing this anymore. We're not doing it. And we need more people to do this. We need more companies to stand up to them. Right now, they're doing what they're doing because they have a voice, right? They have a voice and they're able to change people's behavior. Look, if you're not a racist, don't let them label you a racist. If you're not an extremist, don't let them label you an extremist. Now, if you are a racist and they call you out, then you got bigger problems, right? But if you are not these things, don't let them label you as being these things just because they don't like what you're saying, because they don't like the way you're saying it. We need to stand up to them and tell them, look, you are the minority. We're not changing the way we're doing things. You're going to be fine. I assure you. There are yeah, many the, more. Yeah, the pushback is gold. The pushback has to be the, the move because that's, that's all you really have. You that is all you You can't have. just back into a corner and say, I'm sorry, and throw your hands up. That, well, that's and, a bitch and, move. And you know what? It is a bitch move. Tonight, we were actually, we saw Jonah Scholes speak. Uh, we saw Jonah Scholes, uh, who is a candidate for the now 13th district here in Ohio. He's a congressional law candidate. And that was one of the things Jonah was saying, right, is that he knew, he saw what was coming from the left, and he had two choices at that point. You can either just sit back and just enjoy the last couple years you have before they take over and you have nothing left, or you could stand and fight them at this point, right? And that is what Jonah's choosing to do. He's choosing to stand up and take them head on and fight them. And I think that's exactly what you need to do with the woke left. You can sit back and you can let them change everything that's important to America, everything that's been important to you your whole life, right? You can have them take the Christ out of Christmas. You can have them take the pilgrims out of Thanksgiving. You can have them take everything away from you that is important to you. And you could sit back and be quiet about it because you're scared, because you're scared that you're going to be labeled something, or you could stand up and you could fight against this woke mob and you can take this country back and you can take the things back that are important to this country. Yeah, I think it worked for that Norfolk, Virginia Lieutenant William Kelly. He was the one that donated $25 to the Kyle Rittenhouse Defense Fund on GoFundMe. And I think that that one even got taken down. So he technically didn't even donate it. And, I and what happened to him? And he ended up getting released by that department. The police department fired him because he donated to somebody's defense fund. And when he's a lieutenant, is he still a union? Mm, depends. depends. Depends where you are. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Our, you know. Um, I don't know if the union decided not to fight for him or while the other officers didn't try to stick up for him at all or, or try to. Or if they did, maybe they did. And yeah. You just never heard. We about don't it. know. But what I like is he ended up getting a. Uh, well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, so he gets fired. Right. Because he believed that Kyle Rittenhouse was innocent 
that he was just defending himself. That he had he the right to self-defense. Had the right to self-defense and donated to his defense fund, which everybody, listen, Jeffrey Dahmer had the right to be considered innocent until proven guilty. He had the right to a fair trial, right? Now, we know Jeffrey Dahmer ate people, but he still has a right to a good defense. He still has a right to a trial. Because he's an American citizen. Because he's an American citizen. So you have a police officer who's sworn to uphold and defend the Constitution who is donating to the defense fund of somebody that he believes is innocent because of self-defense, believes he was defending himself, right? And he gets fired for it. The department decides they're going to fire him. Right. Because and the department is is subscribing to that woke mentality. The Kyle Rittenhouse, with no evidence, is a white supremacist, that he's an extremist. Well, and that's the, that's the thing, too. He didn't, you know, if he'd sent it to the GoFundMe that got taken down, he technically didn't do what they're saying he did because it never really went through. It right, never happened. Right. Right. That's the way I see it. So he gets fired. He gets fired back in what, November last year? Yeah. Or so? I, I think it's November. So what just happened recently was Candace Owens put together a Give, Send, Go account. Who did? I'm sorry. President Owens? Candace. President Owens. Owens. Soon to be president. We'll see what she does. No, no, no. I'm voting for her. I'm going to write her in. You're going to write her in write every her time in. until she every runs? Every time. Every time. I'm going to write her in for my mayor. I'm going to write her in for everything. And they set, they set a bar for, you know, getting the guy basically like a year's worth of salary, which is, you know, six figures, hundred something thousand. And right now they're at a quarter million dollars of donations. And that's of people, you know, feeling for him and, and, and understanding what he went through and wanting to give. And that's part of that pushback that we need against this Maybe we mob. should start a Venmo. And we could have anybody who's listening to this wants to donate to Pod Bless America, and then we could make a donation. The to big this donation. Guy. Yep, we could yeah. make a big donation to this guy. Be like Pod Bless America, motherfucker. Yeah, it's all from Pod Bless America. Yeah, and their listeners. All right, all right. I'm that, that's not that. a bad idea. I'm gonna look into that. But Maybe we, so, but so does that make us a nonprofit? No, well, it's for profit. It's for profit. <sighs> so okay. that's what that's what I want to see. I want to see the life get better of the person they tried to stick it to. Well, he's fighting for his job back now. Well, he can, but I mean... Well, I think he's going to get it. Well, I, he'll probably get it, and the sweet kicker on this is he's going to get back pay, too. Okay. If you look at that, what he's going to get now, let's say they cash out that to help him out. That's two years of pay. Oh, no, I'm with you 100%. I think he should. His life should be better. For as disrupted as his life was, just to appease people complaining, and, and I, that's what happened. If I remember right, and I don't remember who the the, the news media organization was, Ugh, the Guardian. I, no, I don't want to say that because I don't know. Is it, in that article, does it say there was a there was a media organization that outed everybody who donated to Kyle Rittenhouse's fund, and this guy was on it, and they're the ones that notified the department. And once they notified the department, the department caved instead of standing behind their guy and saying, look, we don't give a shit if he donated 25 bucks. That's Kyle Rittenhouse's constitutional right to a defense. And if he wants to donate to this defense, that's fine. But they didn't do that. They immediately caved and fired this guy. Yeah. I don't know which media outlet did it. It was a media outlet or a group. Somebody, somebody somebody doxed everybody who donated to Kyle Rittenhouse. It could be, but that's, that's the whole thing. Like I was saying, it needs to, they need to think real long and hard about who they're going to dox and or put out because the, you know what? the, the chances they're, you know, they're going to make their life better because we're all going to stand together and sure go, we are. not, not today. Yep. Yep. And you know what? Let them dox, man. Where it's, where it needs to change though, are these, 
departments, these companies to stand behind their people and say, look, they didn't do anything wrong. We don't care. You know what? We don't care. And we don't care what you have to, we're not racist. We know we're not racist. You can go tell people we're racist. We're not going to be afraid and we're not going to back down on our ethics and our morals just because you're running off the mouth. It's just like when you're raising kids, right? You allow your kid to get away with bad behavior once, twice, three times. Now you got a problem, right? Now the kid thinks it's okay to get away with bad behavior. But if you nip it in the bud early on and you say, look, this is not acceptable, then you don't have that problem. When we stop letting them carry on with this bad behavior and we relegate them back to the fringe where nobody's listening to them, they're going to keep doing it as long as they get results. And just look what they did to the Cleveland Indians, right? There was a a small, small group of people that were not happy with the name. And if you talk, they're talking to the majority. You can't say Indians. The Cleveland baseball team? It's the Guardians. The who? The Guardians. The roller derby team? No, 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 no. They're still there, I think. But it, no, it's the Guardians. You can't say Indians. Well, listen. So we had a team in Cleveland, and a couple people got mad, and they they, they basically forced their hand to change it, right? And you can't say they. They had the ability to do it, being the yeah, yeah. being the Cleveland ownership. You can't say had they. the ability to do yeah. it. Maybe they saw it as a rebranding thing, but. They may not be the proper pronoun. The tribe has been there. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Here we go. The tribe has been around for a long time. And when they made it, they made it to celebrate a guy who was Native American that played for the team. You know what? Let's go ahead and get into that, right? Because you got Aunt Jemima. Nope. No more. Aunt Jemima was a chef back in the day. They were Uh, celebrating Aunt Jemima. Uncle Ben? Uncle Ben. Same deal, right? So, you know, and one of the things... Lando Lakes. Yeah, yeah. now, Now it's just the... You know, now it's a son and it's, you know, again, one of the things I saw on Facebook was like typical, you know, because they removed the Indians, but they left the land. They're like, oh, typical. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> you're one. Removing the, that was a real good one. Yeah, you're removing the Indians, but we're keeping the land. But all these things. And if you look at it, what's amazing to me is what do you have now? You have whitewashed products. You have products where all the minorities are taken off of the products, but we still have the product. Look, 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 we're going to take them off, but we still want to make money, right? Still want to make money. So we're going to go ahead and take them off, but we're going to still take your money. So did we do more to help them or, or hurt them, you well, know? History-wise, you did more to hurt them. Yeah. I mean, Aunt Jemima yeah. was a, a revered chef. That is why they put her on there. If you read the story about her, that's why they put her on there. It wasn't. It's not derogatory. It's just like ripping down these statues, you know? It's funny to me. I can't remember. It was, I think it was in New York. God, I don't remember the guy's name. I, I, I probably should before I start talking about it. But there was a statue of an abolitionist who was pulled down because he was a white man. He was a fucking abolitionist. Like, this guy literally fought against slavery. But the woke left said, nah, we can't have any old white guys up there. Ripped them down. It's just, yeah, history be damned, whatever history, he did. History be damned. Well, it's all, it's all the history of now, right? It's not the history of, of history. It's a history of now. Whatever we say the history is, that's what the history is. So listen, man, that's my take on the Wall Street story. That's my take on the woke mob. You got anything else to add to that? I'm just, I'm done with it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Woke can kiss my ass. Actually, I'm pissed off now. I got to get more bourbon. All right. So with that said, now we're going to be talking about the vice president. Kamala Harris. Kamala. Kamala. What's her name? I don't even know. I think it's Kamala. Kamala. I don't know. Either way. Anyway, you know why I don't know? Because she's at 26%. She is a non-entity to me. 
if she lost favor with the Democrats, like for real, if they asked them for real and they gave real answers, she'd probably be in the teens. Uh, yeah, probably. Right. But there's still so, oh my God, I hate Trump. So yeah, she's at yeah. 26%. I mean, that's unbelievable. But with it, Democrats, she's probably at 74 because they'll never own it. Uh, yeah. Can't own it. Yeah. I would like to know. Well, here's, so here's where we are with Kamala. Kamala. Here's where we are with her right now. So the chatter is that the congressmen need to get up to speed on replacing a vice president. That's the chatter. Okay. That they're going to replace the vice president. Now, it doesn't look like Joe's going anywhere. Joe actually has announced that, well, for, first off. You can't even say it. Dude, this is face. amazing. Wait Go ahead. First off, stop. his physician says... He had his first physical finally since he was in office and his physician came out and said that he's just a spry 78 year old. He's doing great. Right. And everybody knows that's absolute bullshit. But the physician comes out and says, hey, Joe's 100 percent. So Joe has announced that he is going to run again in 2024. He has every intention to run in 2024. And he's going to be 80. Fuck, I don't even know, dude. No, no, 80. You know what? It's like four. It's like one of those Facebook. What the? It's like one of those Facebook quizzes you take that's like, how old's your brain? And Joe's like 114 years old right now. I don't even. It's unbelievable. I mean, the the cognitive decline. And I'm no doctor. Maybe the doctor's right. But. So anyway, he's running 2024. Now, what it seems like is that Kamala expected he was a one and done president, right? She thought she was going to get her shot in 2024. Now that he says he's going to run 2024, my guess is Kamala's like, fuck this, I'm out. Right. Well, with the CNN story that came out, I can't tell if it was a hit piece or deliberately set or, I, or what. You know what? I don't know, man. Because the title, Exasperations CNN. and Dysfunctions Inside Kamala Harris's Frustrating Start as Vice President. Right. But you don't know with CNN, right? You don't know because their ratings are so in the toilet. Like, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to bring the moderates back? Are they trying to maybe reach out to some conservatives? Or is it a hit piece? Is it? Right. Because when they say many sources speak on condition of anonymity, which is what they do, right? To discuss the situation more frankly, it's not very good for her. I mean, the one that stuck out the most was um, Harris's staff has repeatedly failed her and left her exposed. And many family members have often had an informal stay with, well, within her office. Even some who have been asked for advice lament Harris over cautious tendencies and staff problems, which has been a feature of every office she's held from San Francisco district attorney to U.S. Senate. That sounds like a hit piece. It does. It from, does. From the top. But you know what her staff says? It's the R word, and it ain't Republican. Racist? Racism. Mm, but they put her in there. Well, they did, Because right? she checked two boxes. Absolutely. If you remember the primary, she was not polling 1%, right? She could not. Even Democrats hated her. Democrats hated Kamala Harris. Don't y'all act like you didn't. Don't you all act like you didn't because only like point whatever, 8%. She didn't even get 1%? No. It was ridiculous. She may have got 1%. Maybe one. Yeah. Definitely didn't get two. So don't come to us and act like that you liked Kamala Harris because we know you didn't. We know you didn't. So my guess is that now she has decided, fuck this, I'm out. You know what? I'm 26%. There's nothing I can do here. I, I'm not waiting around till 2028. I'm out. In that uh, same story, they say that there's a chance he can put her in for a Supreme Court nomination to get her out of the way. All right. Well, oh, Jesus. All right. So now we're getting into here, conspiracy yeah, theories. Now we're getting into a little bit of conspiracy theory. So here, 
here's the other issue that the Democrats have is right now, who do they have? I think Kamala was supposed to be the golden egg, right? That they realized Joe Biden wasn't going to be able to do it. They were going to keep her outside of all this mess. They wanted Pete and then they were judge. Gonna, they were good. <laughs> that's who they, that's, I mean, that, they, they were hoping that they were going to take, you know. Yeah. Well, he's a him. wreck too. He's a wreck too, because he took 47 weeks for paternity well, let's leave. Let's not go back to that. Well, I'm not, but I'm just saying he's a wreck too. Nobody likes him. Kamala was supposed to be the golden egg. We were going to keep her away. She was the queen. We were going to keep her away from this whole mess. And then she was going to swoop in at the end. Save the day. Save the day. Save the day. And she was going to be our nominee until 26%. So now they don't know what to do with her. Now, the problem is that you've got the Republican Party, who is thick in the war chest for candidates, right? They've got DeSantis. They've got Josh Hawley. They've got Tom Cotton. They've got Tim Scott. Run Tim Scott. Black conservative out of South Carolina? Good luck. What are you? Oh, you don't like Tim Scott? You racist? And your girl, Candace Owens. And my girl, Candace Owens. I love her. And I've always said, give me Tim Scott and Tulsi Gabbard. Put a Republican and a Democrat together. Boom. What Now what? Now what? What are you going to say? Yeah. I'm going to say vote against this Democrat, you you racist, sexist bitches. (laughs) Exactly. You know what it is? It's just like Rittenhouse saying that he supports a BLM. Mm. Right now, the BLM's like, Black Lives Matter is like, holy shit, what, what, what do we do? They're going crazy. It would be the same thing with the with the liberals, with the left. If you ran Tim Scott, you know what they would say? Blackface white supremacy. That's what they would say. He's the blackface of white supremacy. And don't act like they haven't said it before. No, they've called him an Uncle Tom. So, you know, you want to talk about racist, calling a, a sitting congressman an Uncle Tom because Them's, you don't agree with the way he, oh, Jesus. Tim's fighting words. Tim is fighting words, son. So, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned conspiracy theory. And we've yeah. got a guy, right? We've, we got a guy. We got a guy. And here's our guy. So our guy is, his name is Jeff. And Jeff is conspiracy oriented. I'll give him that. But a lot of what Jeff says comes to pass. So when you hear Jeff talk at first, you're like, this fucking guy's crazy. A year from now, you're like, holy shit. I remember when Jeff told me that this was going to happen, right? So some of what Jeff believes I still think is conspiracy, but Jeff makes a lot of sense, man. So what we want to do is we're going to start bringing Jeff in. We got a reoccurring segment. We got a reoccurring segment What's here. What's it called, Jim? Yeah, I'll tell you what it's called. It is... Hey, it's Jeff, the conspiracy theorist. Jeff, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. Jeff, are you a conspiracy theorist? No, I am not a conspiracy theorist, but I am a conspiracy analyst. So right on. What I mean by that is that I look into a lot of conspiracies and I don't always think that they're true, but I do analyze the basis behind them. And you'd be surprised at how much stuff is out there that has potential. Well, hey, Jeff, this is Dan. Welcome to Pod Bless America. Glad to have you on. Uh, thanks, Dan. Uh, so me. did you hear about what we were talking about with the vice president, Jeff? Yes. And that sounds pretty well orchestrated. Okay. How so? Well, you came up with a lot of scenarios for who's fed up with who and who is uh, not wanting to run because he's coming out in 2024 and it's good and all, but you got to realize that they have teams of people and these teams, their sole job is to spend all day, every day plotting and strategizing for the future. 
Now, we all know that the Democrats, the liberals, they like the long game. This isn't an off-the-cuff, spur-of-the-moment decision that they're making. This has all been planned out well in advance. And we've said that. Um, I've said that in the past, that the, the Democrats are very, very good at the long game, where the Republicans aren't, right? The Republicans are looking at 2024, and they're like, oh, man, we got to win 2024. We're going to lose this country. The Democrats are saying, you know what? We're taking your fifth grader right now, and your fifth grader in 15 years is going to be running for us. And then when we get them in college, we'll finish them off. Yep. When we get them in college, we're going to finish them off. They're looking 20 years in advance. So you are 100% correct in that, that they are 100% looking at the future. They are not a short game kind of short game group. Are you up to date? Are you up to date on the CNN article that they wrote, Jeff? I know what they said. Okay. Sure. So, so what does your gut say for, for, for who puts it out? Is it her office putting it out to be a victim or is it coming from the top trying to give some distance because there's some infighting? You know what? I'm going to one up you on here. All right. And um, I'm going to tell you that Kamala knew her part going into this and it was never the plan for her to be long term. She was the minority. She was the minority female that would win some type of favor. All right, hold on, hold on. So you're saying that that Kamala came into this thing knowing that her role was just to pull a segment of voters in to get Joe elected. And that Mm -hmm. while we said all along that Joe would be the one to bow out, that that was never the case, that her role was going to be to bow out after she brought that segment of voters in to get Joe elected. Absolutely. And it's a this tight, isn't even segment shit right here. I have never thought about that before in my life until he just said this, that. This Seriously. is a tight knit group. I mean these these people go back, you know, and they're birds of a feather. They, she called the guy a racist they, to his face of in a debate. Of course, dude. Of I course. seriously, and they're still it's cool. All, it's and all still optics. Cool? Listen, oh, listen. I'm Dan. Not, I'm not Dan. Born. Dan. Go ahead, Dan. It's all optics. I am not bullshitting it's, you right now. I, I Listen, this isn't even for the bit. I am blown away right now at even the thought of this, because all along I have said that they wanted Kamala all along, that Joe Biden was going to bow out at, at the two-year mark so that she could run or she could move in, ascend into the presidency, bring in her vice president, and she could run for another two terms. That's always what I thought. Now, there was there was talk back when Biden was throwing his hat in the ring that Obama said to Biden, Joe, you don't have to do this because there was going to be somebody who had to be put in place. And the think tanks that spend all day, every day, just coming up with strategy on how to win the long game, they come up with a plan to put somebody in place, bring a vice president in that is the red herring, Replace the vice president with somebody else we all know very well. Well, who are you talking about, Jeff? I mean, who do you, uh, who do you think who it is? is kind of hope it's Bernie. Who may have been Bernie. Is it Bernie? Who, who may have been in the uh, <laughs> who may have been in the political arena? Arena, also a female. Hillary. Um, Hold on, Hillary. Should, yeah, are, are you talking about somebody that should be in prison? No, uh, uh-huh. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So let me let me paint a picture for you. Benghazi, paint so a picture. The the Benghazi original plan. The original plan was to have Hillary follow Barack for the 16 year plan 
to destroy America. And and I say destroy America because really it's it's a globalist. It's a wealth transfer. Agenda. It's a it's a globalist agenda. You are one hundred percent correct. There is no way that what is happening now is through ignorance. This is a willful no. attempt to destroy America. Okay, let him continue. These people, they have these think tanks of people that just spend all their time thinking about how to how to gain all they do. I mean, think about your daily job. You know, throughout your eight hours of work, you do a lot of work, right? What if you did the same thing, exactly the same thing, ran scenarios and simulations, played out possibilities, and then made little changes, ran the scenarios again? What if that was your only job? And it wasn't just you, but it was a team of people. And that's all you did all day long, every day as your job. You would come up with some pretty fantastic scenarios and situations and possibilities, right? So it'd be one of those things where they come up with all these scenarios. And while as crazy as they may seem, as they see one of these scenarios starting to play out, they're like, hey, number 34, this is what's happening. Number 34 is happening right now. Let's put this into place. Is that what you're saying? they They have their goal. They know what they want to accomplish. Oh, sure they do. But there's there are too many variables from when they start planning to when they would achieve this goal. There are so many variables that they have to try to account. And then as as time progresses and and things change, they have to constantly yeah, make adjustments. Because Donald Trump wasn't one of the ones they figured in, right? Yes. Yeah, Donald I mean, Trump the, was definitely I, not. He was definitely not figured into that plan. Because you the, could the see plan, it when, when he got elected, they were beside themselves. They had, I mean, the media was giving her 99%, 99%, no, not oh, even right. approval, but there, oh, there was a 99% po- chance that go- she was oh, going to win I see what you're the saying. election. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it was 93, then it was 86, <laughs> then it was, well, you know. It, no, the, the, the percentage, the poll percentage, that's all narrative. That is all optics. You, I mean, there, there were no polls that said that. I mean, yeah, you could go to a the Democratic Socialist Club and take a poll there, and yeah, there's your results. These weren't legitimate polls. These were just what the liberal media was pushing, because if you say something enough, if you say something over and over again, eventually it becomes truth in some people's minds. A lot but of people. A lot of people. 81 million, according to them. But some things you just can't overcome by repetitive behavior, right? So the plan was originally to have Obama and Hillary, Hillary succeed Obama in the presidency, and she would take on the next eight years. But Trump threw a wrench in that. So uh, do you think then that Kamala steps down, Biden nominates Hillary, Hillary becomes vice president. Now, either Joe steps down or well, he would have to step down, right? Because if they invoke the 25th. Yeah, there's no, there, no, he would have to step down because there's no way that Joe is going to run again in the 2024 and that Hillary's going to wait until 2028. So either. Or, so or we, you know what? Or for optics, they do invoke the 25th. But, but knowing the Constitution, you and I and Dan know that you can't remove Biden. Right. So the 25th Amendment will strip the president of his powers. It will send those powers to the vice president, but the president remains in office. There is no mechanism to remove the president under the 25th Amendment. All right. So if they invoke the 25th Amendment, vice president assumes all the powers of the president, but he stays in power. He can petition to get his job back. 
they can fight against it. It'll go to Congress. Congress will finally decide it. But everything stays in place for the 25th Amendment, minus the president having his powers. Until. Uh, I call him Joe. Well, so, Biden, go ahead. Until he resigns. When he says. Which is my in the health, plan. My health is failing now that the 25th Amendment has been invoked and it's been brought to my attention. And after careful consideration, it's best for the country if I withdraw myself as president. And Jim, who uh, fills his seat in the event that he resigns? The event he resigns would be the vice president. There you go. Now, so Hillary the, and then Hillary in, in office. And then once she ascends to the presidency, Hillary would get to pick her vice president. Who would Hillary right. pick, do you think? However, think about the time frame. How long can she serve? You think it's just happening now? Well, it depends. As if, a coincidence? All right. So for those that don't know. Uh, after January. So if, right, after January 20th, um, once we get into the second year of Joe's presidency. So you can only be president for two terms, which is eight years. Two terms of four, eight years total. You can't be president more than that unless you are the vice president. You ascend into the presidency either through death or resignation or whatever, then you could do a max of 10 years. So you could do the last two. You could still run twice. If the president were to leave in the first year, then you would only be eligible to run as president one more term because then that would give you 11 years and that would be unconstitutional. So anything that happens, like you're saying, would have to happen after the two-year mark. Right. So Hillary is now in as vice president reclaiming her name to the people. The people see the ever-failing cognitive abilities of Joe, and in a year and two months, 25th Amendment is evoked, and Biden gracefully steps down Hillary for 10 years. That's the plan. Let me ask you this. What, and now, I, uh, this is going off in a whole different direction, and we're, I've probably only got about five or 10 minutes left in this cast. I mean, if that were to happen... And Hillary were to become president, at what point does this country lose control? We didn't want Hillary. We didn't vote for Hillary. And you're putting her in anyway. At what point does this country say, this is all too dirty? Well, you know what? So Truman, he ascended to the presidency after Roosevelt died, mm -hmm. right? 45. Vice president was empty for three years until 48, right? So presentation of Nixon was nominated by Ford, Congress for the vice presidency after uh, resignation of Agnew, right? Ford ascended the presidency in 74 after Nixon resigned. And then Ford used the new amendment to select Rockefeller as vice president. So interestingly, this resulted in an administration with neither the president nor the vice president were actually elected to either office. So this, I mean, this happened back in the 70s. Yeah. So this isn't like the first time that, it, that these people are circumnavigating an election for president, vice president. Right now, Dan is looking like a kid who has to pee, and he's afraid to interrupt his mom and dad. So I'm going to let Dan, do you got something to say here? I just want Jeff to hear this, and I want to get his opinion on it. That's all. All right. Because I remember this happening, and it didn't get a lot of play, but it's kind of like it, it's it, it could be a lot of foreshadowing here, right? 
And let's see. Fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Um, we- That's what he said about disagreeing with Kamala. And this is when he was president elect. God, play that one more time. One more time. Yeah, I don't. You cut me off guard with this one. I didn't know this was. If if I reach something where there's a a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll 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 I'll, I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Um, we we don't have that. I'm a, we haven't. Oh. What what was the rest of that? I can't put it in context. You can't. I mean. Well, Actually, I don't think there needs to be any more context for what Dan's pointing out. What Dan's pointing out is that Biden is saying that when he was will that? develop a cognitive issue to that resign was, in the event that needs. Now, the key that you need. Hold to, on. Hold on real quick. Just so we can put it in context. Right. When was that? Clip? This is the Biden-Harris interview on CNN. OK. And he said uh, <clears throat> it, uh, that it's Joe Biden, Democratic president-elect. So it had to have been after the election, but before he was sworn in. But you said it's a Biden-Harris debate? No, it's not a debate. Oh. It's them on stage together. So do you know the date on that? I do not have the date on it, no. All right. But the uh, fact that he said it, I mean, still. But, yeah. So the the key phrase that you need to understand, with, you got to remember, this is all optics, Right. Anything that you see come across the news is optics. It's meant for you to see, yeah. Predictive programming. They put it out there just a, a little bit, just to get your brain to start to start it. thinking it. it. And you no, know, it's not even to start thinking it. It's it's to acclimate your brain to the sound of those words to get used so to. Then it. later on, not even thinking it, it, but just to get used to it. And it happens, and when it actually happens. It's not a shock, right? And there's not a refusal to accept it because it's familiar. You don't know how it's familiar, but it's familiar, and that's the, that's a psychological term called predictive programming. Is when they they feed you a little bit of information unknowingly to your to your conscience, this, to your consciousness, this yeah, fucking, to where this when is it becomes gold. But I think he's he's messed up enough in the head where he if he knows that's the plan, he'll say it. He'll say the, the quiet part out loud on accident just to let him know how how much it means to him to be on the same side as her or he knows how important she is. If it's the, the, the out of the way. So for just for context, this was um, December 5th of 2020 is when, you know, I'm, I'm playing this recording from December 5th, 2020. All right. And remember, this is the long game. This has been in place since November 5th, 2016. I would like to say that I mean, so much for 10 minutes for Jeff. You know so, what? This is going to be a rabbit hole that we are going to jump into every goddamn every time Jeff comes here. We ought to just make an episode. Yeah, because we Dude, can jump down other rabbit listen, holes. Listen, man. But. Listen, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not. I don't believe in most of this shit. And Dan, I know you say you don't want to talk about it, but one day, one day, we're going to talk about the Twin Towers, right? We're going to talk about 9-11. I am not a conspiracy theorist at all. But when I listen to I, Jeff, <laughs> he makes sense, man. Like, I, when this happens, I'm going to fucking get on social media. I'm going to be like, bitches, listen to episode eight. 
right? We had Jeff on here. He told you this was coming. You didn't listen. And here we are. And they're going to be like, that's disinformation because it wasn't Hillary Clinton. It was Michelle Obama. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And, you know, like, and you know what? Facebook, and you know what? Facebook you know is like funny. missing context. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to interject myself into that <laughs> and say, the, the only other possibility I can see is Michelle is, Obama. Is Michelle Obama? Yeah, right. But yeah, because she polls good. I, well, just because she has a poll doesn't mean she polls good. Oh my God, Jeff! You can't say that. The woke mob is going to come for us now. Uh, all right. So listen, Jeff. We got to go, man. We got to cut this thing off, dude. That was amazing. Seriously, absolutely you know, amazing. And I'm not saying it's a set in stone. But it's something to think about. No. And you know what? And that's why we want to bring you here, because it is something to think about, right? And when we say conspiracy theorists, I mean, it's just funny to say. But the conspiracy theory you have, it's kind of like being a prepper, right? Anybody who's a prepper is fucking crazy until all of a sudden they need it crazy, right? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's exactly what it is. I mean, you're a conspiracy theorist. Now, if you're saying some crazy fucking shit, I mean, clearly you're a conspiracy theorist. And me, when me and Dan are sitting here rolling our eyes at each other, you've gone too far. But and and just in case and, and just in case there is any question, the Earth is round. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Because if you said flat, we're going to edit out this whole thing. So <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so listen, Jeff, we're going to get going. We got to wrap this thing up. But I just want to say that I think that hey, it's Jeff, the conspiracy theorist is going to be a fantastic segment. He's an so, analyst, damn it. He's an analyst, damn it. All right, guys. All hey, right. thanks for having me hey, on. Thanks, Jeff. All right, bye. All right, man, listen. I'm not even joking, right? Like, the shit that he was saying, my brain is broken right now. It's going to happen with a lot of the shit he brings up, I think. Dude, the shit he is saying, I always said that I thought the plan all along was to bring Kamala in, that Joe was going to step down, Kamala was going to move up. Because she could never get elected. I never saw in a million years that Kamala was, she was the sacrificial lamb. But you knew it because they gave her the job right? with but, no experience because oh, she filled two boxes. Right, but I thought those two boxes are what the left wanted. Oh, I and they're like, not, we'll make her likable for the next run. Yes, I okay. did not see that she was a sacrificial lamb, that she was only here to step down to let somebody else come in. And that, while it is conspiracy theory, makes absolutely fucking perfect sense to me. I mean, seriously. I know, but now the cat's out of the bag, so they're not going to do it. You know what, Jeff? Actually, you probably need to move your family to a safe location. (laughs) Fuck, dude. That's crazy. All right, listen, we got to get out of here. I appreciate you guys listening. When you're listening to this, it's probably going to be a couple weeks after we went live. We've had good feedback on our podcast. If you guys are on board with what we're doing, give us a subscribe. Give us a like wherever you're listening to podcasts. There's going to be more and more platforms as they approve the podcast. Right now, I know the big ones were on Spotify, we're on Apple. There are several. If you go to our Facebook page, Pod Bless America, you can see there's a link there. If you click on that, that'll have the list of all of the platforms that are hosting us right now. 
If you have comments about this show, if you want us to talk about something, if you want to talk about what Jeff said, if you want us to call you to talk about what Jeff said, get a hold of me, man, Jim at pbapodcast.com, and we would love to talk to you. But certainly give us a subscribe, give us a good rating. That is going to help us out. The guys at Knucklehead Media, that is who is taking care of us right now is Knucklehead Media, and they are doing a fantastic job. I don't have a bad thing to say about those guys right now. They tell us that 1,000 downloads is the benchmark that we're shooting for now. So what we need from you is to share this. Share this with your friends. Share this on your socials. Let people know that we are a new podcast and we are here. And we're here to talk about what you think is important. Right. So if you hashtag us at Pod Bless America on Twitter, we're going to be able to see them and talk about them and bring you up and maybe even give you a call and, and get you on. Because yeah, absolutely, we wanna... man. Give us your number. Yeah. We'll call you. We have, you know, that would be great. So this is a great episode, man. I think Jeff is going to be, it's going to be a, we want Jeff shirt in the merch shop. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a, a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm an analyst. Damn it. It's going to be a shirt. We're going to start a merch shop. And also if you run merch, hit us up. We're going to need merch soon. So uh, hit us up and uh, Jim at pbapodcast.com. All right. So I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And this is Pod Bless America. 